process of buying a vehicle hasn't changed much over the last 30 years until now. Carbiza is the world's first app to harness the power of AI to accurately predict your best financing scenario, all while keeping you anonymous. We'll be chatting with many people who are here to help, to guide you, to make it easier for you to understand. That's what this Carbiza podcast is all about. My name is Bryn Griffiths and joining us is Kevin Wong. It's our job to guide you through the exciting complex world of buying a vehicle. And on today's episode, joining us is the VP of Sales and co-founder of Carbiza, Nick Samaha. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining us again today. What is the topic du jour? You know what? I'd love to talk about uh, equity, negative equity, positive equity in a vehicle, especially when it comes to consumers disposing of their existing vehicles and the significance of that, because it can be quite daunting when you are in a negative equity position. So let's really, let's get into that a little bit. And as far as I'm concerned, and what I tell people typically is that really there's certain things that should last forever. A car payment isn't one of them. And you typically get into that position when you get into loans that are greater than 72 months. Here today in Canada, you can actually get into loans as long as 109 months. You can get into a nine-year loan, if you can believe it. Wow! Imagine what that vehicle is wow. worth after nine years. And if you average 20,000 kilometers on the vehicle, really, it's pretty much worthless. Uh, uh, really, you're almost into that loan that never ends, right? Uh, so consumers really have to be careful when they're out shopping. And typically, that decision starts to impact you the day you buy a vehicle. So what impacts equity in a vehicle, okay? Uh, typically, it's based on the depreciation rate of that vehicle and the amount financed. Most all vehicles, actually, if you're buying them new, let's talk about new vehicles here. When you're buying a new vehicle, the minute you drive that vehicle off the lot, it depreciates by 10 to 15%. Why? Well, guess what? You are financing the dealer's profit. Even if you turn around and drive it back to the dealership, you're going to get 10 to 15% less. That's because the minute that vehicle sold, the dealer has to pay commissions on it to his salespeople. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen. And the minute that vehicle gets registered, it's no longer new. It's now a used vehicle. And there's a cost to that. This is why you get into that initial depreciation. After the first year, you could be as much as 20 to 25%. The, that vehicle could be worth 20 to 25% less. Your second year, anywhere between 10 to 15 additional percent. Your third year, 10 to 15 additional percent. So frankly, within the first three years, that new vehicle is going to be worth at minimum 40% less than what you paid for it. So what happens when it's financed? Your vehicle is depreciating. You're financed over a long-term loan. You're not paying off the loan as quickly as the vehicle is depreciating. You're starting to get into a bad equity position, right? Which means... Your vehicle is worth a lot less than the loan when it comes time to actually sell it or trade it in. Okay. So, and that's a pretty bad position to be in because that difference has to, if you're trading it in, has to be buried into the new loan if you can't afford to pay it off. Now, positive equity is fantastic. That's where your vehicle is worth more than the loan on it because that difference can, will act like a down payment when you're trading in that vehicle, which is great. You're financing less. Negative equity, of course, is probably one of the worst things to get into. And I can give you an example if you like. Actually, I can jump into an example. Yeah. Right? So you go out, you buy a 30,000 vehicle today. You live on one part of the city, you work on the other part. On average, you drive 30 to 35,000 kilometers a year because maybe, you know what, you drive to the mountains a couple times a year, you do one long trip, 
it doesn't take long to get into 35,000 kilometers. After four years, you're close to 140,000 kilometers on that vehicle. Warranty is almost up. It's time to trade in that vehicle. You're looking at another $30,000 vehicle. But the, tr- the vehicle you're trading in is now only worth 12000 because of the high mileage, right? So you're having to finance an additional $6,500 uh, only because you've only paid $18,000. You still have $18,500 remaining on that loan. You're only getting twelve. That difference is $6,500. So you're looking to buy another $30,000 vehicle, but now you've got to f- finance $36,500, on a $30,000 vehicle. Some lenders will let you do that because they'll give you up to 120% of the MSRP, 125%, depending on the lender. But the minute you drive that car off the lot, it's worth 10% less. So now you have a a $36,500 loan on a $27,000 vehicle. So instantly, you are in negative equity position of almost $10,000. And all you've done is you've, basically you're in a long-term loan. But now you're on an even longer term loan because you had to finance that extra 6,500. So the next time you go to trade in your vehicle, you could be in a $15,000 negative equity position, right? So that you, if you can't pay that off right away, then you're in deep trouble. It sounds like that is, well, number one, Nick, how, how, uh, how common is that scenario where the negative equity uh, keeps uh, piling on. Yeah. So let's let's touch on that. So there was a stat that came out in April of 2020 from Edmonds. 44% of people looking to purchase a new vehicle in April of 2020 were in a negative equity position on average of about $7,500 here in Canada. 5600 in the U.S. So if you do the math, it's pretty much similar. Yeah. 44% of consumers were in a negative equity position. And they actually had to finance for an additional 12 months to be able to bury that negative equity. And again, what happens with longer term loans is that you're mostly paying interest payments as opposed to the principal. So the car is depreciating. You're only paying interest. That spread keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And over time, you, you're going to get yourself into deep trouble. Wow. Is it, do people really think this far, this deep on this subject, Nick? And is that, well, they where, don't. Is that where this is a really helpful site? Yeah. For and, and the problem is that this isn't common knowledge out right. there. You know what? You're not presented with the full picture. And there really, that information isn't readily available for you out there. Right. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do with Carbies is educate the consumers. So they're not in a position where their car loan now has a significant impact on their quality of life for the life of the loan. And if you're in a perpetual loan because of negative equity, you're in deep trouble. You can't buy a house now because you're financing another fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on your vehicle. Right? Isn't that isn't that a product? And this is just purely speculation. Isn't that a product of people, uh, consumers, putting the focus on just the payment rather than how much the car is worth? They're saying, "How much can I afford per month?" or "How biweekly?" And and because they're focused on it, again, this is just speculation. Because they're focused on that, they don't actually think about the the equity value. Because I know in talks with friends, they don't typically say, well, how much equity do I have in my car? They talk yeah. about it in their home, yeah. but not in their car. Yeah, no, 100%. And the reason they focus on payment, Kevin, is that because now they can overbuy. 
Yes. Okay. You can't just focus on payment. You got to focus on the term. So I've got a general rule that I, you know, I try and teach uh, teach people, and it's a 20, 10, 5 rule. You always put 20% down. You your payment should never be more than 10% of your paycheck, and you should never finance over five years. If you follow that, generally you do not get into a negative equity position. And if you do, it's very small. It's really easy to come out of. So right? valuable, Nick. Can you repeat those numbers for sure. the so audience? 20, 10, 5. 20% down, no more than 10% of your paycheck, and never finance over five years. Remember, traditionally, most average car loans were four to five years. Right. Now you can get into nine years. Right. So this is a recent shift in the last decade where you can get into those long, longer loans, which ultimately are detrimental to your finance future. Right. And that's the one area that ends up driving consumers from prime to near prime to subprime to deep subprime. And now because your credit isn't that great, you're having to finance at a higher rate which means you're paying your vehicle down even less, which means that you're going to get in a worse equity position. And eventually you end up, you end up in deep, deep trouble where the bank really just won't finance you anymore because there's just no room in, in your utilization. Right. So they look at loan to value and there's just no more room. They can't give you any much. They can't take that additional risk. So Nick, this is incredible information for, for anybody looking to buy a, a vehicle. Now, let's say somebody is already in that negative equity position. Yeah. How the heck do they get out of that, right? They dug a hole. How do they get out? Yeah, so excellent question, Kevin. You're reading my mind, by the way. So if you really got caught in that and you overbought initially, your only way out is to try and pay down that loan as quickly as you can. Pay more monthly if you can. Number two, if you're getting uh, 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 your tax credit back, you're, you're basically you're contributed to RSP, now you're getting a check back, apply it to your loan. Uh, really try and pay down that loan as, as much as you can. So when it comes time to get out of that vehicle, your equity position is pretty close to the actual value of the vehicle. It's not going to cost you anything. If you normally only buy a vehicle and drive it for two to three years, lease Honestly, just lease because the lease payments are such that actually you can almost drive what you want without having to worry about negative equity. I only recommend people really in the negative equity position to look at buying new is when it makes financial sense. So as an example, you are in a 20% loan, 12% loan, you are near prime. Because you've been making your payments for a couple of years now, your credit's improved your prime. You go to buy that new vehicle, you qualify for 0% interest. So when you roll that equity into the new loan, you're financing it at 0%, hmm. right? As long as you keep that vehicle until you pay it off, it makes sense to actually bury that negative equity into the new loan at 0%, right? So there's a lot of things that can work to your advantage. Okay. Sorry, guys, yeah? Yeah. Sorry, did, yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you there, Nick. Yeah, no problem. When you say pay down your loan, now, does it, do these uh, automotive loans, do they work the same as mortgages where if you, you can pay down principal during the term or is it, or are you just saying, I just need to pay off the balance that way, that way the amount owing on the loan is less when I 
trade in or or finance the next vehicle? Sure. If you're getting a loan from a bank or a lending institution, they are open loans. Mm-hmm. Automotive loans are open loans. You can pay off as much as as long as you're making the minimum payment, you can pay pay as much as you want additionally till you get that loan paid off. Right. So uh, there's there's certain people that have access to credit through a home equity line of credit. If they're at a 12, you know, another way to try and get out of that loan. I typically don't recommend it unless you make the same payment. If your home equity line of credit is at six percent and you're paying now, say, 14.99 percent because your credit is questionable, you're you're a non prime customer. It makes sense to actually pay off the loan with your home equity line of credit as long as you keep the same payment because that's equivalent to paying more on your loan, right? Yeah. So there, there's many ways to get out of a negative equity position, but it's going to cost you and it's going to take time. The best thing to do is not get yourself there. Don't overbuy. And that typically happens because a vehicle purchase tends to become an emotional decision. You fall in love with the car, you need it, you want it, you justify it to yourself. But if you stick to that 2010-5 rule, you won't get into that position. So remember, it is 20% down. It is never than more than 10% of your paycheck and never longer than five years. As in, So go ahead, Brent. Well, I, the other thing, too, that we haven't even touched on here is that, and this wasn't an, a real issue the last couple of years, but every time you turn around now on both sides of the border, the interest rates are creeping up here a little bit. So now is the time to kind of get things under control, is it not? Yes. Yeah. So we are in an environment, infl- 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 inflammation, inflammation, inflation environment, inflammatory yes. environment, I like to call it. There's my medical background coming in. Um, so we are at a stage where interest rates are not going to settle down, not for a long time. As a matter of fact, they're going to continuously go up. So it is best to kind of plan for the worst, hope for the best financially. Because remember, these finance decisions, especially automotive, if you're in a nine-year loan, that's a long time to be stuck in a loan. Your life circumstances could change. Your job situation could change. You may find yourself now a parent of twins, and all of a sudden you need, really, you need a, (laughs) don't point. No, 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 I wasn't. (laughs) Uh, you need to upgrade your vehicle. You may not be able to get out of it because of your equity position, right? It is always best to avoid that by not overbuying at the start. What if you're locked in though at a really low interest rate? Is it kind of tough to kind of walk away from that? that, Is that a tough one for people? You know what? It's a tough one for people. But again, you may be locked into a low interest rate. There's going to come a time where your life Again, your life situation is going to change over the length of that term, right? Nothing. Change is the only constant that we have. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to get out of that loan. And at that point, vehicle is a liability. It's a depreciating asset as a factor of time. Even though the... Your interest rate is low, your term is long, you could find yourself in a negative equity position. Is there anything we've missed on here? I don't know where the twins came from, why you brought up the twins. Is there any particular reason for that? I, I, I'm wishing Kevin the best. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, no, there's no twins. Hey, no, we, no, we, no twins. Okay, all right. There's no twins. All right, well, there we go. Hey, Nick, is there anything we need to touch on to wrap things up? Really, folks, just make an informed decision again. Uh, try and avoid, when you're purchasing a vehicle, uh, uh, making that emotional decision don't buy if you're looking at buying something 
go home and sleep on it for a couple of days. Think it through. You don't want buyer's remorse. Once you drive that vehicle off the dealer's lot, you can't take it back. And if you take it back, you're instantly going to be losing 10 to 15% of the value of that vehicle. So it's best to go home, sleep on a decision with respect to purchasing the vehicle. Right. Give yourself a couple of days before you actually make that purchase. And again, try and follow that 2010-5 rule. Two common threads here on the, our last few podcasts. One is the Carbiza site works well for people, especially those who might be a little timid or a little scared to, to jump in. And the other thing is do your homework. My oh, absolutely. I'm reading you right. Yeah, uh, 100%. And that's the nice thing about Carbiza, Bryn, is that that homework is done for you. Okay. When you come into Carbiza and you go on the trade valuation uh, component, by just letting us know how much you owe, we'll calculate the tax advantage province specific, because remember that varies anywhere between 5 to 15%, and let you know what the equity position is, uh, frankly, uh, what your equity position is in that vehicle. Then you can make an informed decision. Well, shoot, I owe $10,000 on this vehicle. I better try and pay that down over the next six months before I go out to purchase because it's going to limit my purchasing choice. Nick, thanks for your time. Oh, thank you, guys. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our Carbiza podcast, and we hope it helps you in your search. On behalf of Kevin Wong, I'm Bryn Griffiths, and thanks for listening. 